0: Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I'm the host of this podcast and the creator of Balance by Megan. On this podcast, we talk about all things yoga, wellness, health, and spirituality with guests from around the world. So grab your crystals, grab your essential oils, and let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, my name is Megan Farrell and I am the creator of Balance by Megan, which is a platform designed to inspire and empower you to begin and maintain your yoga, health, and wellness journey. Boy, oh boy, do I have an episode for you guys today. Today, I am joined by the incredible Louise Holcomb All the way from Cozumel, Mexico. So I will give you just a little disclaimer here. A little pretext that the connection throughout isn't, it isn't the greatest. It's not bad. But there are parts where it kind of, you can kind of hear like it overlaps with one another. But that being said, it is still a really, really valuable and really inspiring podcast episode. So I wanted to leave it up. Louise is so much fun. She has the cutest laugh, honestly, and she really, really opened up about her journey through trauma, what her yoga teacher training journey was like, traveling, and all of that good stuff. So I just wanted to give you a little heads up that the sound quality might be a little overlapping at points, but all in all, it's such a great episode, and hey, she's joining us all the way from Mexico. So depending on where you live in the world, you can be with me and we can say, "Hey, can you please send us some sunshine up here?" <laughs> we are crazy enough already into February. This whole year, I mean, I've talked about it literally since last year it has just been such a wild roller coaster, but hard to believe that we are already into February and heading in. My dad keeps reminding me it's it's spring's right around the corner cuz blue jay training starts soon so that's how we time our spring around here is when do the blue jays start spring training (laughs) if anyone else lives in a sports household let me know but i'm rest assured i am told that spring is right around the corner so let's let's put that out there let's get some good weather hopefully it is as hot of a summer as last year i live for the heat Louise and I were joking around before we hit record about the heat and just not being winter people at all. She was smart enough to escape from it and I'm still stuck here. So before we dive into today's podcast episode, let's just talk about one of my current favorite products. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, the Masterlist Beauty and Wellness Edition, then you know that I raved about it and I'm here to talk to you about it today as well because you guys It is, this skincare line is just amazing. This episode of the podcast has been brought to you by Frey Skincare, a natural skincare line made with argan oil and free from parabens, SLS, mineral oil, DEA, and petroleum. The argan oil gives you this super dewy and glowy skin that is super hydrated and makes the skin feel plump. We love this feeling. It feels so, so good, especially in the winter months here. My personal favorite is the Revive Me Deep Replenishing Serum and Protect Me, which is an ultra light moisturizer with SPF 30. You better believe that I've been ordering more. I have some on the way and I'm so stoked to get the the serum and the moisturizer in. I'm really low right now, so fingers crossed that I get it in really soon. Right now, all Balance Your Life podcast listeners get 35% off their winter skin essentials, plus... 10% off with code balance by Meg. As an added bonus, if you do not love the product as much as I do, it's a 100% money back guarantee. So that's 35% off their winter skin essentials. Plus you can get an additional 10% off with code balance by Meg. You guys really have nothing to lose here. If you'd like, you can go back to my Instagram stories and hit the highlight reel called Wellness. And within the first few clips there, I break down the Revive Me Serum and the moisturizer and what I love about them. So you can go back and check those out. But honestly, you guys, I am truly, truly obsessed with the skincare line. So make sure that you use code BALANCEBYMEG for 10% off plus an additional 30% off with their winter skincare essentials. I will make sure that that is linked in the show notes. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Louise Holcomb. Louise grew up in southeast London and had roots firmly planted there while also pursuing travel and seeing the world. She moved to the USA in 2013 to be with her wonderful husband, Jeff, And soon after that, they traveled the States for over two years in their 1984 Chevy van. During this time, Louise left for a month-long, 200-hour yoga teacher training in Mexico, which completely changed her life. During the training, she unearthed real trauma from her childhood, and since then, she has been on her own healing journey while studying and teaching trauma-informed yoga. After completing her 500-hour yoga teacher training, she realized her passion for sharing the transformational powers of yoga and Ayurveda and has been teaching in addiction recovery and for people experiencing homelessness for the last two years. She has since launched her own online offerings through Be Moved Yoga and now has a fully online self-paced course called Heal Holistically for anyone who wants to discover true healing through these amazing practices. On today's episode, we discuss her journey with Bikram yoga as a form of physical exercise and releasing childhood trauma through yoga. We discuss healing modalities like therapy, breath work, meditation, yoga, and Ayurveda, as well as the basics of Ayurveda and how to use it in your life. You guys do not want to miss out on the, today's episode. You're in for a real treats you're in for a lot of information a lot of healing modality suggestions and what's worked for her and I know you guys are going to love Louise as much as I do with that please welcome Louise to the balance your life podcast welcome to the show Louise I'm so excited to have you on
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited, too. Um, Yeah, this is awesome to be here.
0: Yeah, this is going to be incredible. Can you give our listeners a little background of where in the world you are currently joining us from and what it is that you do for a living? Yeah, so uh, actually right
1: now I'm joining from um, Cozumel, Mexico. It's It's an island off of the coast of Cancun, and I feel very, very grateful to be here right now. Um, I'm here like I've been here the last couple of months with my husband scuba diving, doing scuba diving training. But that's separate from what I do for a living, which is um, I teach yoga full-time since like the last couple of years. I've been pretty full-time with it. Obviously COVID changed everything. But um, I, yeah, my specialization is um, yoga for healing trauma and um, addiction and stress and anxiety that's really like where my heart is and my focus is um, and then in 2020 I launched like my online yoga business I guess I uh, launched an online course and yeah everything we've done online didn't it so yeah
0: yay I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to dive more into how you even got started in uh, your path with yoga but I'm curious like why Cozumel? Did you like, did you grow up there? How did you end up in Cozumel? That's like a really, it's one of the places in Mexico that I, I, I keep seeing come up and I'm like, this looks like a really, really pretty little island.
1: Oh yeah. So the reason I'm here is um, to scuba dive. It's, yeah. There's like so many amazing, beautiful places in Mexico, but this is like, I guess the whole island is surrounded by uh, coral reefs or at least one side of it. And yeah, my husband and I came earlier this, oh, sorry, earlier in 2020, uh, like right before lockdown. So like, so in like February of 2020, with two friends of his and just fell in love. And then we decided to try and make it back as soon as we could to dive more together.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And are you like, do you kind of float around? Are you like a digital? You and your husband are you like digital nomads? Do you have a home base somewhere back? I don't know in the USA or I I, I no. know you're from England.
1: Yes, yeah. So I'm from London. Man, I could go into so much. But yeah, we're not really nomad people quite yet. We've we've been based in um Frederick in Maryland, which I still say like that, even though people from there say it differently. But maryland whatever um we've been there the last few years <laughs> um and but when we get back from cosby Mall, we're actually moving across america across the states to Las vegas so we're going to like create a new home base there
0: oh so cool yeah <laughs> I, that's one of the things like i'm canadian and it's like for me, I, I've talked about it before a thousand and one times, but I, I do not like the winter. Like I am such a oh my God. No. Each person, <laughs> And I'm like, as a US citizen, at least you have so many different options to get away from the winter. Like we don't.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I mean, even growing up in London, I was like, there's no escape. It's the worst. I hate <laughs> winter. <laughs> I tried to like get used to it. And I've even done like the like Wim Hof method, breathing and stuff, Um, but I just avoiding it is better for me, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. Wim Hof, the breath work is amazing, that ice-cold shower I just can't get on board with. (laughs) So I am so curious, like how did your yoga journey even start for you? Wow, so yeah, it really
1: has been like a journey, uh, like a lot of change along the way, but um, I actually started out, like the reason I got into yoga so like so much was for the physical aspect which is like what is what lots of people you know like tell me too like I actually got into Bikram yoga in London kind of first of all I fell like in love with that it was you know like it fit in with fast-paced life in London and just like fast crazy boiling hot yoga (laughs) but I'd never done anything like that before and it yeah it made me feel great and then I kind of uh, dabbled in like just the yes, flow. I was traveling a lot. I moved to America like after that in 2013 to be with my husband, Jeff, is his name. And uh, yeah, then kind of was just doing bits of yoga here and there. And then I decided to get serious about it and take yoga teacher training in 2016. And then I signed up for that because. It was in Mexico, was one reason. (laughs) Yeah, I want to move here one day, I think. But it was because it was in yoga and Ayurveda, which I was really interested in. It was like a combination training. And I didn't really know what kind of even like the style or the school of of yoga would be that I'd be learning, but I just was like, this is the one for me. And it turned out it was uh, Shivananda yoga. So that's a classical Hatha yoga style. And the way we learned it was very traditionally taught like just the same as it had been taught by Swami Sivananda and by his disciple I guess uh his devotee um Swami Vishnu Devananda so and then that was just like that was like my turning point of like everything in my life changed it was a very it was like a month-long intensive yoga teacher training and it was just seven of us all women um we got we became like Sisters. And yeah, then after that, everything was different, which maybe you've experienced too. I know lots of people say that after yoga teacher training. But for me, like during that time, it actually, like the physical movement of yoga, the meditation and the breath work, and learning about Ayurveda and like how to actually take care of uh, my body, all of it combined, like ended up bringing like the movement, especially actually released trauma inside me that I had no I was like unaware of I was disconnected from and so when I got back I was just like a complete mess me and Jeff were living in Austin at the time in our van and um, yeah I was I had yeah it was a very difficult time because I was just trying to piece everything together and and yeah, then I went to therapy, which was incredible, and started my kind of healing journey, but that's why, like, that experience is why I took this path of, like, studying trauma, studying how trauma uh, is stored in our bodies, which maybe, um, you know, it sounds like you're super into as well, and yeah, and then moving through, like, learning, studying trauma-informed yoga, teaching trauma-informed yoga, getting me to where I am today with it but it's the the kind of yoga I practice now is very different to to what I got into with like Vikram yoga and stuff
0: yeah no that's such an incredible story and I think I don't want to say a lot of people in my experience like in my circle I feel the same way a lot of people have come to me as a teacher or at least in general from a physical standpoint right they want to lose weight they want to get in better shape And I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like if anything, whatever brings you to the mat, I think is incredible. And I think it's a good teacher's responsibility to make it more than just a workout, right? Kind of like rope them in with like other little things. But I'm curious too, like you talked about like trauma being released from your body was it were you talking about something in teacher training were you simply just doing like a yoga flow as part of the teacher training and what was that trauma that kind of like released i'm just thinking if someone's listening to that and they're like it they're like wow like what was that experience like or like maybe even what am i in for if i do yoga and something comes to the surface that i'm not prepared for or i didn't even know what is there like, what was that specific journey like of unleashing your childhood trauma?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, very good point. I, um, I don't want to say this to like put anyone off of like yoga or taking teacher training because I think my like situation is quite odd or unique. But yeah, uh, so um, it wasn't like we were talking about it. Like I said, it was just like really, I was very different. Like I learned what dissociation is, like after studying it, but dissociated. Like I was felt very disconnected from my body, and like like I was like mentally checked out or elsewhere, and like living with a lot of like anxiety. But the um, yeah, basically my uh, when I was like three or four, my dad left, um, which you know is quite a common story for lots of people too, and yeah, that sense of like loss or whatever you would like to call it, like abandonment, like stayed with me. And I kind of buried it far away, which is like, like a survival mechanism, (laughs) which, and this is all stuff I've like pieced together since studying trauma and just being like, Oh, like, this is what actually is going on. (laughs) But yeah, so it it kind of just became released from, from doing the physical yoga practice and the breath work. We actually had a teacher on my training who did a lot of shamanic breastwork. So he taught us some of those practices as well, which are like, some of them are quite intense, which you might not find on like a, you know, like a beginner 200 hour teacher training. So yeah, it was just all a very like an absolutely incredible, I wouldn't change it for the world experience, but yeah, it was intense and I'm grateful for that.
0: And no, for sure. I, I don't think either of us mentioned in a way of like scaring somebody away from it. I think there's there's a lot of people who go through life and suppress a ton of emotion and whether it surfaces in the moment or down the road, I think it, you know, there's, There's lots to be said for storing things in the body. And especially as both of us are yoga practitioners, we're aware of like the chakra system and how that works and how that can manifest into disease. But even for someone who maybe doesn't know any of these words, it's like, if something traumatic happens to you, it just like the body remembers it. And you might be super self-conscious or not subconscious of it, but maybe you like realize like talking from your perspective and I'm not saying that this was the case for you but like abandonment issues maybe you're like find that you are super clingy to people or you're very not clingy to people and you don't know why but it stems from this abandonment issue that you've just suppressed and you're like I have no idea why I am that way and sometimes yeah. it takes something very big <laughs> to come to surface and you know face that thing head on but like you were saying for you in that moment, it was so, so powerful to just be like, oh, okay, this is what's coming up for me. And now it explains maybe my past, or maybe now I can go forward with new knowledge. So, when that happened for you, what was you said you came home a wreck <laughs> from teacher training? So many people are like, man, teacher training. Like I was not prepared for that. It was just so empowering and eye opening. But what were those few moments or months like afterwards when you were like, I finished my teacher training and I really just discovered that I'm really struggling with like childhood abandonment issues.
1: Yeah, like, so it was, it was tough going from just like such a lovely nurturing space with, you know, obviously, like yoga twice a day, every day. And yeah, just like that closeness to this new city I was living in with, you know, like, I was just very ungrounded back then because we didn't have a home base. We were like, traveling in our van and then we were like, oh, let's move to Austin and um, hadn't sorted out where to live yet, basically. So that was just like, quite a shock the system and then yeah like yeah being in a big new city after being like in nature for a whole month was hard and uh yeah like but I you know like I guess I just like reverted to what I had always done before which is like get on with it. And I managed to get a job teaching yoga in a climbing gym which was great. And I was just sharing Shivananda yoga there, which is quite different of a style to so, like Vinyasa flow which is like in Austin back then especially that was like all anyone was teaching especially in like gym settings so um yeah I had some people that like loved it and some people that really didn't like it and never came back to my class and then yeah I was just like doing working in a coffee shop um kind of struggling just with stress and and you know all of it but my mom actually visited me and it was her ideas she was like I think you need to see someone and I found an incredible therapist there yeah and started healing from there
0: (laughs) how long were you in therapy for and if you're open to talking about it I I think it's something that's not talked enough about is like going to therapy and actually just talking about what you're going through with someone else were you like was it a couple of years was it a couple of months Uh, what was that like for you it was actually um fairly it wasn't that long. it was
1: maybe like two and a half months of seeing seeing someone for once uh once every two weeks and then as we' cause we i actually had like a time limit because we were we decided to move from austin um so <laughs> I was like, I need to get this like sorted before we go basically um so it was about like yeah two and a half months or so um and it was like, hands down, the the best thing I've ever done, like, I could cry talking about it, <laughs> but, yeah, just so amazing, like, obviously difficult at the time, sometimes, to, like, talk about hard things um, with someone, but, yeah, like, I, I had a friend who, um, she, she said something that always, like, I was, like, oh, yeah, that's so true, because, like, I think, like, everyone could do with seeing a therapist, like, how we see a dentist, like, everyone, could do with seeing a dentist (laughs) at least at some point like it's just so helpful and like I know you know 2020 Jesus like everyone (laughs) could do is seeing someone or just like just having like an objective person talk through some stuff The, the type of therapy I went in for was uh and again I didn't really know what I was doing but she was like this is probably the best course for you course of action for you was um cognitive behavioral therapy, cbt which was super common I think. But I found it so helpful because it was like action steps and like kind of we did like worksheets, you know, just around like beliefs um and where they stemmed from and, you know, lots of self worth stuff, which obviously had been affected. My self worth had been like affected by this all my whole life. So yeah, that was kind of the gist of what it was like. It yeah. was it was amazing. Yeah, so I, I had always had, like, um one thing that, like, I remember being like, oh, wow, this is how deep this stuff goes, is I used to get, like, I don't know if they're called, like, night terrors or just, like, I would be really jumpy during the night and, like, anything would, like, make me, like, sit up in bed and be like, wow, uh, like, anything. But since finishing this course of therapy with this woman, like, it's yeah, I sleep like a rock now. (laughs) So that was like another, little like, oh, wow, that was really helpful.
0: (laughs) Therapy weirdly gets such a bad rep for some reason. And it's, you said something about it being, you're speaking to an objective person. And there are parts in our life where I think many of us unintentionally go through therapy, we talk to our school teachers, we talk to friends, we talk to family, we sometimes even open up to a stranger. So it, to me, those are all little forms of therapy, but there's a difference between speaking to a family member and a friend who, you know, maybe they, they're, they want to see the best of you, maybe not everybody, but most friends would want to see the best of you. So they're going to say things that, you know, aren't so objective and to have somebody sit down and you to talk about something and that for them to objectively say something to you, it, A, I think it resonates more with people and B, I think it takes the sting out of things, right? Like if somebody says something to you and they're a friend and like, you know, you were kind of mean about saying something like that. It hurts if someone is a friend saying that, but if somebody objectively says, Hey, like, are you going through something like what you said really wasn't cool and you've hurt that other person's feelings like what's going on it doesn't seem so personal and I was in cognitive behavioral therapy oh god since grade I grade 4 to grade 12 and I was in there was a period of time where I was in more than once a week but weekly at the very least for I don't even know how many that like 8 years and it was At the time, so I needed it so badly. It helped me so much. Like, like you were saying, there are points where I can't even. I can't even vocalize how much it saved my life during those points. Was just to have somebody to speak to. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: like, and I know it. Yeah, has such a stigma. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, And yeah it really that needs to change I've so many of my lots of my friends in London work in like mental health a few of them have worked in like prisons before and yeah we it's just like everyone like the world is hard and stressful and like painful sometimes and like we just don't need to be the only one by ourselves like trying to piece it all together and like get through it you know like yeah, it's just okay. <laughs>
0: um,
1: they need to be made more accessible for sure. Like, mm. oh my God, that's another thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that too. Like it's specifically on the day of this recording, it's Bell Let's Talk Day, which is, I don't know if you guys had it in England or in Mexico. I know it's in Canada and the States, but it's like the, let's break down the stigma of mental health. And I think it's amazing that we have this day at the same time, I'm like, why is it one day that we talk about it? Like, like we're there, like, we're making progress, but at the same time, like, this shouldn't just be one day.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, from the amount of, um, like, online, you know, like, online therapy services that popped up since COVID, like, I mean, I guess that's, like, a silver lining, maybe, like, people are being like, like look i can't cope with this like i need help and as you know as horrible as it is that we've all had to go through this like yeah there being more access these days it seems like is at least like a step in the right direction but yeah you're right like why just one day
0: <laughs> so after you so you said you moved from austin which meant that you didn't have the opportunity to see your therapist anymore What other kinds of, you know, healing modalities did you start to infuse into your life that helped you move through this trauma and to start, you know, kind of rebuilding your life?
1: Definitely, like Ayurveda was just since yoga teacher training was just like, I just incorporated it into my life so much. And it's like, it's helped me heal my relationship with my body, with food and eating because I like many women and many men like uh yeah had disordered eating struggled with body image like almost my whole life didn't like yeah I just had like uh, like bad habits mentally to do with my body but yeah like Ayurveda so Ayurveda's are like the sister science of yoga for those who are like what's this word she's saying um (laughs) And it's a, yeah, it's a complete like view of the world, uh, complete science. A lot of it is to do with eating and food. A lot of it is also to do with like everything else. So it's like a massive subject. But yeah, like learning about like my specific constitution, they call it in Ayurveda, like my body and mind type, I guess, and like learning how to eat and how to care for myself um, based on that has like completely yeah completely shifted stuff for me, and then just like uh, other, i guess it's not really healing modalities, but things that have definitely like helped me along the journey uh is is like na- being in nature and like adventure activities i guess or just like pushing myself in exploring like um like rock climbing i got into with my husband and and bike touring with him as well it has like really shifted my I guess my mind and my relationship with my body because I'm like oh look my body can do this you know like really different like you can bike up this mountain like for two weeks in a row like different mountains uh like I need to love it like it's amazing
0: (laughs) I'll bet being by the ocean is so therapeutic as well oh my god it's the it's (laughs) the best
1: (laughs) yeah Of all the activities, I think just swimming in the ocean is, like, that's even above scuba diving for me. Like, just being in the water is, like, my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I, that's, I think, one of the reasons why I love being in the Caribbean and places that are warm. Like, I just, I, I mean, you can go swimming in Canada oceans but (laughs) I don't know if I would really want to like it's they're so cold and they're so like I like being able to see I love the ocean but I like being able to see what's in the water with me with those crystal blue waters you know like
1: (laughs) yeah it's pretty special (laughs) and a bit less scary yeah (laughs) more pleasant to be in
0: (laughs) it's uh it's funny too because I When we were in Hawaii, I feel like COVID's just collapsed time and like, I think it was 2018, I'm like half the time, I'm like, what year is it again? Um, We went swimming (laughs) with the sharks and everyone was like, oh my god, like you, like it was insane, especially in like Hawaiian waters. It's very where we were, like the waters are very dark. When you're under the water, it's a little differently. Like I feel like you can see more around you, but I, like the crystal blue waters are just uh, I don't know they just they're so calming they're so beautiful and just so uh, us talking right now makes me want to go so badly
1: <laughs> Back to those I, waters. <laughs> yeah um yeah we're leaving here in a few weeks I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna cope um but yeah I just wish I could bring everyone I
0: love like right here yeah. <laughs> especially now
1: that they're in cold winter
0: Yeah, so I would love to talk a little bit too about Ayurveda, because it's come up a few times on this podcast. But, uh, you know, for anyone who's maybe listening, and they're kind of new, or they've just been listening for a little bit, you were saying it's like you were saying, it's the sister science of yoga, but it's, it kind of encompasses everything. So from your perspective, like, I know there's different foods involved. So if you're like, you run hot, you're supposed to eat something that like is very cooling. If you're like a, a lot of, I I might be getting this totally wrong. Like I'm not really well rehearsed in Ayurveda, but if you like, have a lot of like earth element in you, you're supposed to be doing other things. So like for you, what was the transition like? Like, what did you have to start incorporating more of and what did you have to start leaving behind?
1: Yeah, so um And I'll just say, like, preface it by saying I've studied it for a few years and I am pretty obsessed with Ayurveda, but I, yeah, it's a massive science, ancient, like, 5,000 plus years old science and uh, I'm, like, scratching the surface, honestly. But, um, yeah, from what I've taken away from it personally is, like, definitely to, it's first of all like yeah there's um, the types and the constitutions that um, help us like like a, like act as like a guideline to, um, to be able to tune in more with our bodies and and give ourselves what we need in each moment which fluctuates all the time with like the time, the change of time in the day and the change of season and like with age like season of your life but just as like a little ayurveda 101 there's like three constitutions um or doshas and dosha translates as imbalance and the aim is to always bring yourself back into balance as much as possible but we all have like our our natural constitution um just based on like genetics and other things like that we naturally are and then um and then we'll have like our imbalance of like of the moment and if it's and then that's the one we have to like focus on first while keeping like true to our natural constitution. So the, the types, I guess, the doshas are um, pitta, which is the, mainly the heat, uh, the fire element, sorry, fire and water element, um, vata, which is the air and space element, and then kapha, which is the earth and water elements, And definitely like, google it if you're interested in more um but yeah if you yeah like as you said the the rule is like 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 increases like so if you're if you run hot like if you're pitta predominant and you yeah you run hot like you might experience like heartburn or like red skin or just you know and maybe irritability anger or like your your first kind of reactions if you're triggered or if you feel upset or anything cooling is the way to go you want to cool the heat down my specific like in my case naturally i'm vata predominant vata and pitta so like the wind and uh, air and space elements and um, and a little bit of the fire so but the main thing for me like especially when i get, got back from yoga teacher training with all this new knowledge and living in a very ungrounded situation i needed grounding like vata needs to be grounded and soothed and like calmed down um anxiety is like vata like a vata issue I guess or like I don't even can't even think for the right word <laughs> um anxiety and like flightiness spaciness, yeah things I've experienced like my whole life get exacerbated with a lot of you know, like uncertainty in terms of like living faith uh, and groundedness in general. So the main thing that helped me was meditating, like hands down. <laughs> the first thing was to like meditate and just like, like calm my mind that way. And also eating like, just like soothing, like grounding foods, like grains and warm food, like frozen and cold foods are really not like it doesn't make a lesser mind happy it makes it like more agitated yeah grounding foods like curries like grains um you know like warm drinks things like that so yeah the main one was meditating for me especially back then
0: and always <laughs> <laughs> meditation for the win What?
1: up
0: yeah seriously What? <laughs> sort of style of meditation do you most often practice or what is your favorite? Well, that's been a journey too. Um, (laughs) Back then, like when I first started doing
1: it was um, silent meditation, sometimes focusing on uh, like a mantra, like Om or something very simple. And that, yeah, that I still love. The last uh, year and a bit, I've been really into kundalini yoga and learning the kundalini meditation that's how i met christine our mutual friend through one of the kundalini um like groups i'm in and yeah so a lot of those meditations have more movement and breath work and sometimes singing and chanting like singing and chanting mantras uh which i like love and it just lifts my spirit and
0: Awesome. I mean to you right now <laughs> yeah I need somebody to come on this is why we need Christine to come on I need her to talk more about kundalini because I don't know a lot about kundalini I practiced it I what year <laughs> November of 2019 I co-led a yoga retreat and one of our you know the girls who came on retreat she was really really rehearsed in kundalini and she offered to do like a little Kundalini session for us. And my co-leader at the time looked at me and she goes, have you done Kundalini before? And I was like, no, but I'm like super (laughs) bad. And she just, she smiled at me and she's like, you're in for a treat. And at the time I was like, when it started happening, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? This is like, this is so intense, but it's so like afterwards I was like, what just happened? Like, this is amazing. But it's, when you first see somebody, you're like, what is happening here?
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, it's, yeah. It seems completely insane. If, if anyone's <laughs> uh, unfamiliar with Kundalini, yeah, it's very different to like what you might imagine yoga being with like shapes and poses and flow. It's a lot of like rapid movements and like lot, rapid breath. Yeah, but it makes me feel like nothing else.
0: Mm, yeah it's good yeah experience (laughs) yeah so I know right now that you are doing a lot of work when it comes to teaching addiction recovery and homelessness can you talk about like what that journey is was for you like how did you transition into teaching this yeah so when I, I
1: I did my 500 hour studies 500 hour teacher training for yoga with a specialization in trauma and then when when we moved to frederick i and it's so great that it happened this way like uh, i got involved with a, a studio there an organization there called yoga more so shout out to Jeannie and rebecca at yoga more because they're they're doing amazing work and um, they're a nonprofit and they work with people uh experiencing homelessness they um send teachers into like treatment centers for addiction recovery Um, and I was one of those teachers for them which was awesome Um, and they also run teacher trainings in trauma-informed yoga and yeah so that was how I got involved with that and I I can't even put into words like how obsessed like how much I feel like this is really important and I need to be doing this more (laughs) I guess because yeah like addiction it's just like we all have addic- addictive tendencies, like behaviors, or you know, like in some, you know, lots of us have experienced addictions with substances or anything. Um, I think like it's so prevalent, it's so damaging, and trauma is always at the root of it. So like, if you can just like give the gift of like giving space, creating space for people to just like give back to themselves and like feel okay through just gentle yoga and mindfulness practices taught like with trauma in mind yeah just think like i i think and i've seen how powerful it is and yeah awesome. <laughs> awesome.
0: no it's it's something that i think is really really important and the work that you're doing is amazing and i i agree fully with you addiction I think a lot of people come to mind like drinking or drugs and yes, absolutely, that can be the case, but there's a lot of addictions that go really underrated and just for some context and you know, for an example for somebody, I've been called out <laughs> by my husband that there was a period of my time where yoga became an addiction for me. And if I missed a day of yoga, I was like, Oh my God, like I I missed a day of yoga. Like what, I don't even know what to do with my life. Like, how could I have done that? And he was like, Megan, don't make this an addiction because addiction really, really runs in my family. And I've always been the, like, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I've never been that person, even though that's in my family. So that's what I associated addiction with. And when it was like, he was like, Megan, you're making yoga your addiction, like yes it's good for you but it's not good for you if you're, it's causing you so much anxiety and so much stress if you miss like it was one day like chill and relax like it'll be fine and and that's something I think a lot of people don't recognize if you're like you can be addicted to work and some people don't think that's a bad thing like they think they're climbing the, yeah. the ladder and it's like but you also need to have a, a life like you need to be social you need to have Connection and relationships, like it's not good to focus everything on one thing. It then becomes an addiction.
1: Yeah, totally. And yeah, you know, like it's so, like you said, like yeah, like workaholism is yeah, can definitely be an addiction. Whatever the you know, like substance or like whatever the activity is, like it's always just a like trying to escape your feelings, like what whatever you're feeling is like it doesn't feel good like you don't you don't want to experience that so I'm going to distract myself or and it and also like codependent behaviors or like like I didn't even know that was a word till I moved to America codependent I was like you know like that sounds nice like you know people being dependent on each other but I was like no that's like yeah so that's always like if there's an addiction there's codependency involved and it might even just be like you're addicted to that behavior and yeah I've experienced you know like just so much normalization of like binge drinking drugs like definitely codependent behaviors and like toxic relationships and yeah like looking back on everything I know and I know you can definitely just like do things for the pleasure of it without it being an issue for you. But in my case, definitely, it was like, I was trying to escape what I didn't want to feel, which I now see is all related, of course. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I, had the, I had the opportunity because of everything going online in 2020, I was able to take an online course with just, uh, maybe you've heard of them, I know they're very big in America, um, an organization called Y12SR, Yoga of 12 Step Recovery, which basically combines um, yoga with the 12 Step program. And they give classes and meetings, like 12 Step meetings, um, in treatment centers and things like that. So yeah, that was just like an absolutely eye-opening, incredible experience and connecting with people who've, ex- who've really been through recovery, been through like addictions and, or have had family members or lost family members through it. It's just like, this runs so deep and, you know, if I'm feeling called cool to it, like I need to do something about it. <laughs> I need to get involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, I love everything that you're doing. I think your story is really, really incredible. I wanna make sure that people have the opportunity to check out your work and everything. But before we get to that, Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you really want people to know or to take away from or give them one, even one sort of healing modality that really changed your life and they can start doing today?
1: Oh, wow. I could list so many, but I would say like, number one, like, I know, like, if you're listening to this it's 2021 like we've all been through it last year and maybe still this year and you know like just know that it's okay to 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 just spend time with yourself and like make your well-being like a priority because I know from my experience like if you're trying to like sort out everyone else and like you know do a million things at once it's just gonna burn you out but um yeah i guess like the the one like easy to access healing modality would be try just sitting and breathing for like 30 seconds and go from there <laughs> and let it change your life
0: <laughs> yeah i breathwork it's like super underrated and it's one of those things that everybody I speak to is like i wish i'd started doing breath work beforehand because I think people listen to it and they're like what do you mean breath work like aren't we always breathing but it's Mm. like no I I've done I have done a podcast on why we breathe incorrectly (laughs) and why it's really important to breathe correctly but especially when you have like a even if your intention is just to breathe and just to see what comes from it and you do specific breath work it's like there's so much, like you can literally reduce anxiety and stress within seconds. You can, you know, sometimes whenever I've done it, I've like, I've been so focused on like, there's this problem. What am I going to do about it? I do some breath work and like instantly a solution comes to my head that I'm like, I would not have seen that if I wasn't doing this. Like, I just was so tunnel visioned on one way. And this is like, this is the exact solution that I was looking for that I just couldn't see.
1: Yeah, absolutely like you're just giving yourself that little bit like literally like breathing room, give yourself a little bit of space in every sense and yeah, it's going to feel better. Yeah. Everything's going to like everything's going to be okay if you can breathe.
0: <laughs> Seriously. And we all it's, you know, something that we all have it's accessible to us it's free to use like it's yeah you know like it everybody has it so it's it's one thing that i'm like i love like i love meditation and i love yoga but like you i'm so on board with like take thirty seconds go somewhere quiet and just focus on your breath yeah definitely like life changing yeah (laughs) Before I send everybody to check out your offerings and to connect with you, we have a little five-question bonus round to end things off with. Are you excited? I am, yeah. (laughs) Question number one is, what is a book, podcast, or resource that has brought you value and you want to share with the audience?
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Well, I, I can start with the podcast, that, which is how I found my Kundalini teachers. So that's called the Elevator podcast with um, Elevate the Globe. And the teachers are Britt and Tara. Um, They're based in LA. And yeah, I, I got some, like, I, I learned from them now through a couple of their programs. And it's just amazing. If you, even if you don't, like, know about Kundalini yoga or anything like that, just their podcasts are very uplifting everything's interesting so yeah that one and then books oh my god there's like a million
0: <laughs>
1: but the one that comes to mind just from what we've been talking about is the body keeps the score so maybe you've heard of that Megan it's one of the like pinnacle books about trauma I guess I um, mean I know there's lots of others but this is the first one I read that just like blew my mind so yeah
0: yeah it's I by death's Coke. <laughs> oh perfect i was gonna say i couldn't remember a, it was escaping me from the top of my head what the author was but yeah the body keeps the score is someone else has recommended that too as well so it's a really good book
1: yeah again
0: <laughs> <laughs> question number two is who is your favorite influencer or person to look up to for inspiration
1: oh my gosh like Okay. Influencer. Hmm. I don't know that many. <laughs> or just
0: like a person um, that you like really like one, admire.
1: So, well, one, one person came to mind from like who I've discovered through social media, Valeria, her Instagram is water through skin. Maybe you know her too. She's, yes. She's got a big following, but she always shares about like eco-conscious living and like changing the planet by just like changing our small habits with, um, you know, just living more consciously so yeah her stuff's awesome I love like I I try not to be on social media that much which is maybe not a good thing in terms of business but um I always love seeing her stories and posts
0: yeah no social media is one of those things I go through phases like I do love social media but there are times where I like I hop on to post something and then I get right back off because I'm like I do not want to go down this the rabbit hole like (laughs) comparison and all that yeah not today
1: people (laughs) so yeah i mean it is an amazing like tool we might as well use it for doing good things like connecting
0: (laughs) yeah that's how we met (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) question number three is what are you grateful for today
1: oh my god again so many things um I'm grateful to be in the sunshine right now and I'm grateful for my husband death um, and for yoga meditation for my family and friends yeah
0: Yeah. it'll make you feel really good it was negative 20 degrees
1: oh my god I can't I can't bear gratitude for that sunshine (laughs) I
0: know next question for you is what is your spirit animal
1: Oh, my God. Like, um, like what I just feel drawn to or...
0: Yeah. What do you identify with as an animal? It could be mystical, too. Like some people have said unicorns in the past. Oh,
1: cool. I guess mine would be uh, like a lizard. Because... <laughs>
0: because I love the heat.
1: Like, I'll just like sit in the sun and that gives me life. And I kind of shut down when it's too cold. And... <laughs> Or like maybe a snake. I don't know. I have a tattoo of a snake on my arm. um,
0: Ooh, cool. And
1: I, yeah, something, some kind of reptile, I guess.
0: (laughs) Amazing. My final question for you is, what is your favorite form of self-care to practice?
1: Oh, wow. Well, definitely meditation. Right now, Kundalini yoga, my new obsession. (laughs) um and being in nature I would say like hands down getting time in nature like I grew up in southeast London which is just like there's a nice park um but other than that it's all cement and concrete and I didn't realize how much I needed nature and I think like all humans need time in nature uh for our souls so yeah that's probably my favorite favorite <laughs> it's not the treat
0: <laughs> amazing Louise this has been such a fun conversation thank you so much for sa- sharing your story everything that you've been through where can everybody Yay. go and find you where can they connect with you yeah
1: thank you so much Megan it's been, it's been wonderful so on social media on Facebook and Instagram you can find me at be moved yoga it's all one word that's yeah there's a Facebook page, Facebook group, the Be Move Yoga for Movers and Shakers, which you can join, and we can connect better in there. Um, I share a lot of just like inspiring stuff in there. Um, and then bemoveyoga.com is my website and my um, my online course, which really combines like everything we've been talking about. It's for trauma-informed yoga and Ayurveda combined to restore healing and health. I am reopening that course in March of this year. If you just if you head to beamedyoga you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, and you'll get Ayurvedic recipes and other inspiring stuff every month. Um, and you'll also be the first to know when it opens. So awesome. yeah, be moved Yoga is
0: <laughs> awesome. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes so people can just scroll through and find it right there. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Louise. And- yeah, thank you so much. It's been so great and lots of love to everyone listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you give it a five-star rating and review. It takes two moments of your time and truly does make a difference in growing this community and showing support for the show. Make sure to stop by and say hi on social media, take a screenshot of this episode, tag our guest, tag me and hashtag the show, hashtag BYL Podcast. Share it out on your Instagram stories so that we can share it out on ours, and I will make sure to slide into your DMs to say hello. Until next Monday, everyone, I can't wait to see you then. Namaste.